Good morning, Ray. Good morning, John. How are you today? I'm doing great, man. How are you, John? <laughs> yeah? Did you forget your lines? No, all of a sudden when I was about to ask you how you're doing, I remembered how you're doing. You looked at my foot? Yeah. That's so, pretty good. Tell all our listeners how you're doing, John. Well, I have a broken fibula, Ray. Yeah. Oh, and it just crunched. Oh, God. Every time I move my foot, the slightest Don't little Don't do bit. that. I'm going to throw up. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like a human erector set. Just thinking about with, it. With loose nuts. <laughs> and bolts. You, uh, you snapped it all the way through. Like you I can did. feel the bones moving against each other. Oh my goodness. First of all, let's welcome everyone to another episode of Saturday Morning Sales Meeting. Yes, welcome. Once again, it is a beautiful Friday. Oh my gosh. It is uh, supposed to be 75 today in uh, March. Right. And we are not on the banks of the beautiful Tennessee River. No, there's a golf course out there. Yeah, so we, uh, due to my current predicament, we altered the schedule and we are on uh, a friend of ours back porch. Right. Uh, overlooking the golf course. Relocated to uh, somebody who is caring for your needs during your time of ailment. I mean, this just happened last night. Last night at about 10 o'clock, I uh, was carrying in all of my luggage uh, down a flight of stairs. And uh, that last step, man, that's the one that gets you, right? Oh, it was the last step? It was the very last step. Put my left foot down. I would have thought it was the first step. And you, you know. <laughs> Tumbled the whole way. Right. Yeah. Thankfully not. I did have to call the uh, EMS, and when they got there, they were very kind, and the girl's looking at me, and she says, now, how far did you fall? I'm like, from that stair six inches high to this floor that I'm laying on. <laughs> She's like, you didn't fall all the way down the stairs? Right. I said, no, no, no. That was my assumption. Yeah. She said, now, how's your head? Do you have a concussion? Did you hit your head? I'm like, no, I literally fell. No, I'm, I'm always like this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But no, I uh, I mean, I know you don't like it when, you know, you have graphic stories, but I'm telling you, I immediately when I hit the ground, I, my ankle hurt and I looked at it and my foot is pointing one way and my knee is pointing the other way. Oh, God. And so my immediate, immediate initial reaction was, that's not the way it's supposed to look. Let me put it back the way it's supposed to be. So I grabbed my foot, twisted it back to where it's oh. supposed to be. It's said, okay. And then here's the beauty of it all. So I'm like laying on the ground, you know, I feel like that old lady in the life alert commercial, you know, I've fallen and I can't get up. So I'm laying there. Oh, oh. Did you try to stand? No. You knew. I knew. Yeah. Uh, so this morning I got a message from my uh, neighbor who uh, her ring doorbell caught this all on tape. Oh. It's motion activated. So can we get a copy? Yes, well, I have a copy. Oh, <laughs> we'll watch it. But so I'm laying on the ground on the on video, going, oh, oh. You can hear her go, John. Do you need help? And I go, yes, yes, I do. <laughs> and she says, okay, I'm coming, I'm coming. And so then my uh, other neighbor, so I'm in an apartment. So my upstairs neighbor comes down. My next door neighbor comes out, and they're all kind of standing around. Uh, do you need a you need the ambulance? I said yes, yeah. yes I do. Like what's wrong? I'm like my leg is broken. Right. Like it looks fine. I'm like yeah, okay. Well, on the inside, <laughs> it's broken. It didn't look okay. <laughs> yeah, you just a few minutes ago. I promise. Yeah. 
So anyway, uh, yeah, EMS ride. Oh, then I have to. They have to get my heavy ass up the stairs, and the EMTs are like, "Now, John, um, we have a stretcher at the top of the stairs. Now we could bring it down here." I'm like, "No, no, no, that, that's just bound to go awry." Right. <laughs> Let me hop up these stairs. Oh, yeah. So. Uh, and you felt the bones rubbing against each other the whole time. Uh, at that point, I was in shock and yeah. full of adrenaline. I didn't feel anything for about an hour. Okay. Uh, but yeah, got got to the hospital. The, the doctor takes an x-ray and uh, he says, wow. He said, you kind of did my job for me. It's it's pretty good in alignment. So, he, But it wasn't completely in alignment. He I did. swear, he, he said, let me get it you know, a little bit better. He said, I don't like this one area here. So he manipulates it a little and then takes another x-ray. And uh, it literally, he moved it like a sixteenth of an inch. Yeah. He said, there, that looks better. All right. Like, yeah, I already did the three inches yeah. of correction. Right. You could get that last sixteenth for me and charge me eight grand probably. Whatever. Yeah. Still, though, you, you need that to be right. Yeah. Right? When it heals together, yeah. you don't need it, you know, coming in a zag yeah that's my current concern i did try to hobble around this morning on the crutches a little mm. bit but yeah every time i picked it up it's like you, you feel know, it separating like and then coming back cord. together yeah <laughs> you can kind of feel it stretching oh. and contracting oh. yeah yeah so, so anyway anyway uh you know it's vacation time yeah i guess so <laughs> i'm uh me i'm doing great yeah. Thanks for asking. Yeah, everything's good. <laughs> you look like you got a haircut. No, I need one. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I appreciate don't have my you. contacts in. Uh, okay. For yeah. me, you look great, right? And the painkillers. I'm sure. <laughs> the older I get, the more my vision deteriorates. Uh, the nicer looking uh, friend you are, Ray. Hey, whatever it takes. Is that how you stay married so long? Why? Because she can't see. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, whatever it is that keeps her, you know, coming home and being my my better half, I'll take it. Yep, yep. No, good stuff. So yeah, it's uh, this is the driving range actually. All right. So uh, we could go out there and just get all the balls we want. And well, you want to go hit some balls? Let's. We can hit them back up to the tee. Okay. They hit them down here. We, we hit them hit back, back up there. Yeah, and today you thinking be a good day for that? Yeah, I think so. Uh, will you carry me out there? <laughs> Just carry me out there and put a club in my hand, right? But, holy cow, what is it? The 27th of March. Is it? And uh, it's the 26th. Or 26th. Yeah. 26th. Beautiful day. Holy cow. Mm -hmm. Spring has sprung. We ought to be out fishing, Ray. But last night was not so nice. It was uh, a little bit nasty out. Oh, my gosh. There were all kind of hurricane, or not hurricane, tornado warnings and yes. watches. And well, up where, on the mountain, we were, were up in... in uh, were you traveling yesterday? Swanee, or no. Okay. No, we were home. And, uh, yeah, we had all kind of alerts coming through the phone. Yeah. Flash flood watch. and How did the dogs fare? Nah, I didn't notice. They don't thing. care. Nah, they don't run and hide when the nah, thunder comes. I didn't bother them. It wasn't a whole lot of thunder and lightning. Oh, it was okay. just, uh, you know, periods of torrential rain and yeah. the possibility of a tornado. Now I know uh, where you you were in uh, 
Montgomery? I was driving back from Montgomery, and uh, I was actually talking to my sister on the phone. And there was some loss of life down there. I mean, it was serious. Was it yeah, yeah. Well, that Kelly, same storm as it came. Yeah, um, yeah. Kelly said, well, it looks like uh, the red zone is right over Fort Payne, Alabama right now, so you ought to be safe. I'm like, where do you think I am? I literally just passed the Fort Payne exit. Right. I think it was coming right behind you. Yeah, I did. Once I got past that band at Fort Payne, man, it was sunny from 59 up to 24. Yeah, you didn't Uh, look in the rearview mirror too often. No, I did not. But to the west of me, I mean, it was clear. Right. It was coming. uh, The sunshine was coming. Yeah, it it was out for you, right? If it didn't get you, then it would trip you up on your stairs one way or another. (laughs) You were going down yesterday, John. Yeah, well... We can't get you, though. All right, so our topic of the day, Ray. Are you ready for it? Yep. Well, you're going to do listener feedback. After. We're going to get around to that later. Oh, all right. That's going to be like a way to break up the monotony of talking about Carfax. Okay. We're talking about Carfax? No. (laughs) Where where did you get that idea? (laughs) So we have an article by Steli Efti. Oh. Easy for me to say. Steli FT. It says it's a six-minute read, in case you were wondering. Oh, it gives you that. I bet it's going to take us longer. I was going to say. Yeah. Uh, so so it, it sounds like a challenge. Yeah. Right. This is a six-minute read. Go. <laughs> yeah, right. uh, I can do it in five minutes and 30 seconds. Tell me how long <laughs> of a read it is. I'll show you. Uh, six signs you're an awful sales leader. Oh, this is a perfect topic for a podcast about the car business. Absolutely. Six signs you're an awful sales leader. There's no shortage of awful sales leaders. Uh, Blah, 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 blah. Number one, lacks communication skills. Yep. Do you you know anyone, anyone that lacks communication skills? I know quite a few. Besides me right now? And I would say that, uh, yes, that is the, one of the highest requirements of a good manager is their ability to communicate regardless of the industry. And there are many people in management roles that I have found that lack good communication skills. Well, and we have talked time and time again about clearly defined roles and responsibilities. Right. Clearly defined uh, benchmarks. That Expectations. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So if we're not communicating that to our teams yep. and then we question why they're failing. Right. When we never told them what the goal is in the first place. Yeah. And it's their fault. Yeah. Right. Um, Some other ways, communication skills. So, yeah, obviously relating to your team, but also if you're in touch with clients at all, you need to have that kind of bag of tricks as well. Uh, And then there's organizational structure, you know, that we need to communicate kind of the long-term goals of the company. Right. What direction are we going in? Which, you know, unfortunately hardly ever gets communicated to the foot soldiers. Yeah. People doing the actual work. Yeah. I think it's a, there's a requirement of uh, being clear and being concise. And those are two areas where I have seen many manager fail. Well, we've talked recently in a podcast about the concise aspect, about how we can turn a, a three-minute meeting into a 45-minute Rehash after rehash after rehash. Right. Right. I think too too often what could have been a very positive and productive meeting 
loses its uh, its stamina. Yeah. In longevity. Well, you see the audience's eyes glaze uh, glaze over. Oh yeah. Gloss over. What is right. it? Gloss over. Is that the right way? Glaze. Okay, so number two. You'll like this one. I think that uh, immediately comes to mind for me is Larry White, because you have mentioned this about him before, is uh, the, the sign of a bad manager, of an awful manager, is they use only one leadership style. And you right. mentioned how Larry is great at adapting, depending on who his audience is. Right. Yes, he, he does a very good job of making sure that he is speaking to the individual in a way that they are going to receive it well. And I've seen, you know, he is one of a few that I've seen who can do that well. Um, and I have seen those who they, you know, when you're a hammer, everything looks like a nail kind of mentality. Right? Well, this, this says uh, one major fallacy is that selling is always about money and personal gain. For example, some managers believe people are purely motivated by financial incentives. Right. Well, I personally am. <laughs> but but it says, however, that's not always true. Based on a Clark University poll, 78% of millennials say it's more important to enjoy work than to make a lot of money. Yeah. You, that sounds reasonable, doesn't it? Yeah. You've brought this up before. The fact that I have a hard time with millennials. <laughs> because they don't, what, don't you want to make more money? Right. Well, and I think it's it's often that, that people manage to what motivates them rather than managing to the motivators of the person being managed. I love it. I right? love it, yeah. I mean, so if, if, if money drives me, then, yeah, I'm, I'm going to say, hey, and if you reach this, I'll put an extra $1,000 bonus on it. Uh, okay. but And if I don't? Am I going to enjoy my job if I'm reaching that goal or? Working 65 hours yeah. a week? No, I think I'd rather work 40 and make $1,000 And $1, you keep the 1000 yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, let me take this Apple Watch off so it will quit dinging during our podcast. Yes. Sorry Please. about that. That's very annoying. So we have a, uh, in this article, which is... Uh, at close.com has a situational leadership model and it kind of I won't be able to describe the actual illustration here on the podcast but it basically dives into four different leadership styles and that is uh, like low support low directive which would be delegating so you know you never really make a decision you kind of just let everybody do whatever they want to do and shove all the work off to other people okay it moves from there to supporting to there, come on, man. From from there to supporting, <laughs> from, uh, which is obviously more supportive but less directive still, right. to coaching, which is high support and high directive, on to directing, which is high directing, high directive and low support. Does that make any sense? Yeah. The way I've explained it. Yeah. No. So you go from doing no work to being supportive to being a coach to being a director. And is director the goal? No. No. It's kind of like uh, the middle ground is more desirable. Obviously, being a coach okay. would be... Uh, yeah, yeah, that's what I would think. Yeah, a mentor. But, you know, that's what I gravitate towards, so I didn't know. Yeah, I think it, on both ends of the spectrum, it's saying you can be very supportive, but offer, you know, no kind of direction for your team. Right. 
or you can be uh, offer all the orders and direction for your team, but very little support. Yeah, which are both bad ends of the spectrum. So yeah, so in the middle of those two bad extremes is being a, a great coach, which kind of combines both aspects. I guess is what they're saying. Yeah, agreed. I see more of the the director type in the car business. Yeah, right. I think so. Somebody who's the general on the battlefield, right? There. Quick to issue commands, slow to, <laughs> to actually support. spend time. Yeah, with the with the troops to determine, hey, what can I do to better support you? Yeah, the training and and yeah, how do we improve the process and things yeah. like that? Never have I heard a sales manager uh, come into a meeting and say, "Guys, how can we help you enjoy your job?" Right. No. Yeah. Does everyone have a high job satisfaction here? Because that's very important to us as an organization. But I, again, I think it's that that director mentality, and it's from a lot of perspectives because that's what they experienced coming up in the car business, right? Yeah, and I mean, hey, it it can get quick results. Yeah, which is normally what we're talking about in the car business is how do I get make things happen right now today right uh, I, I was talking to a, a gm about a new bdc employee and uh mentioned you know she seems to have phone hesitance mm-hmm. and he said you know well how hard is it how hard is it to pick up the phone i mean we're you know we're telling her to call we're telling her what to say i mean if she can't do it get her out of there got a 10 pound weight inside that receiver and i said yeah you know this is common this is normal somebody who's never worked in that capacity before they they are intimidated by the thought of what am i going to say if they say something that i'm not prepared for right, right. i mean it's it, there there's some angst that comes with that position when you're brand new yeah and it's I valid. Said, but you know if somebody if you have a good bdm good business development manager hold their hand a little bit, walk them through, reassure them. It won't take them 30 days before they're comfortable with what to say. They understand they're gonna hear the same types of things over and over again, and that'll go away. She could end up being one of your star employees, but right now, she's still in that you know uh, conscious competence. Uh, un- yeah, where you have to think about it to be able to do it right. Right. Yeah. And that comes with some anxiety and some reservation. Absolutely. I completely agree. I've heard it said this way, that success comes from experience. And experience comes from failure. Right. <laughs> so until you pick up that phone and fail a few times. Right. But, uh, you know, I mean, that's that's the way we were taught, thrown right. into the deep end of the pool. And it's one of the things I always tell when I'm training new BDRs is you can't break anything. Yeah. Right. I mean, everything's going to be okay. You don't have to worry. uh, Oh gosh, I said the wrong thing. That's okay. I've got hundreds of other people for you to call to try again. Yeah. And unfortunately, if you go off script, they don't know. Right. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, that's a great thing. They don't have the script. (laughs) So yeah, but there is that uh, that hesitation, and somebody like that needs a more coaching, supportive person rather than necessarily that dictatorial yes manager yes. and i think so many times it really comes down to confidence in that yeah. role you know if you half of the time i would say that i was a successful coach is when i was just 
simply giving people the confidence, you know, attaboy or a pat on the back. Yeah. You know, hey, that was a great call. I love the way you handled this. Right. Okay, but I missed this part. Yeah, don't worry about that. Yeah. You did a great job on this part. Yeah, we'll get that one next time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, and number uh, three. Okay, I have taken off my watch. I have muted my phone, and it's still dinging. It's still dinging. Yeah. Right, put this thing in a bucket of water. See if that helps. Okay. Uh, Glad those painkillers are kicking in. <laughs> number three. Possesses no purpose. Uh if you think sales is just a job, you're doing it wrong. Sales means giving your customers the best possible value. Oh, here, here's an interesting line. Managers live in a 24-7 state of worry and anxiety. Leaders live with vision and empowerment. Oh, I like that. You like that one? Yeah. When you're looking at that type of manager, right, that has no vision, they're typically the one who, when you bring them a new idea, they're not going to get on board. Yeah. Right? Because everything is, well, that's not how we do it here. Yeah. Right? They always reference back to, well, this is the way we do it. This is the way I know how to do it. This is where I've seen success. Well, all right. Well, you're going to stagnate in that because of your lack of vision. Yeah. I would, I would attribute that mainly to... Well, I think on the surface, it comes across as arrogance. Right. Right? This is the way that works for me. This is the way we've always done it. But I think it, it brings up point number four in this article is a fear of failure. Right. I, I think a lot of times, I mean, it's ironic that this leader, this person in this management position, you know, that is uh, supposed to be leading their team, I think a lot of them kind of subconsciously or consciously are afraid that if we try to do it a new way and it doesn't work, I'm going to be exposed as a failure or I'm going to be looked at as a failure. Right. Or I'm going to lose money. Well. Right? I mean, the yeah. uh, managers are paid on the gross. If if our numbers go down, right, nobody's going to care that I tried this new thing. It's going to impact my wallet and it's going to impact my, you know, uh, job security. Get, getting back to those financial incentives. Right. Yes. Right. Uh, yeah, I can see that. And I think in that case, it's important to, you know, sit down, hash those out. Say, right. you know, if this did work, what would that look like? Right. Uh, you know, well, what are your major concerns? And and what's one piece of this new paradigm that we can tackle that we're not taking away anything that you're currently getting, right? They know, you know, I mean, plus or minus a few I mean, you know, uh, 170 unit a month stores, 170 unit a month store is 170 unit a month store. It's, it's going to be pretty consistent unless we do something different, right? You see those, you've never seen a dealership doing the same thing month to month and have some drastic increase, you know, barring just right. standard Outside economic of, situations, yeah. Or, yeah, that everybody's experiencing the same thing. If in the the normal course, as everybody else is staying pretty stagnant, if you see somebody have some big growth, obviously they're doing something different. So as long as you get stuck in the I'm this is the way we do it, this is the way we've always done it, we found great success this way, well then that's all you're gonna get. Yeah. Yeah. You become okay with okay. Yeah. Yeah. And that is, I mean, hey, there's something to be said for that. You know, that's the Warren Buffett style of slow and steady. You know, let's just do what we've always done. It's always worked. But uh, I, I don't personally like that. I think if you're not innovating, if you're not trying to, 
to be better every day, then I think you're falling behind the competition because they are trying new things and trying to be better. Right. And the Warren Buffett, I think, is predicated or qualified with have the ability to buy the entire market. Right. <laughs> if I can, that, you that could be helpful. Right. I mean, if I can have the capacity to buy, you know, 500 dealerships, then yeah, all of a sudden I'm, I can slow and steady and win the race. Right. Right. But if I'm trying to make an impact in my geographic area and my little region of, of the planet, I need to do something different. Why don't we circle back to this uh, listener input? Okay. You want to hear it? Yeah. What do you got? So I had a uh, friend listen to our, uh, she wanted to hear our podcast. I said, yeah, so this website, you can find it on iTunes, you can find it on Stitcher, Google, whatever. We're everywhere. Uh, so she texts me back uh, a day or so later and says, yeah, listen to one of your episodes. Uh, episode one. <laughs> like, why? Why? We have 130 episodes. Why would you listen to episode one? Right. It's got to be the worst one ever. Right. Well, well, she said, no, it was okay. You know, whatever. Right. It's a podcast about the car business. Activity-based selling, it is. Yeah. Uh, I said, you know, go back and listen to one of the later ones. Well, it's been about a week, and she texts me today and says, uh, let me just read you this text. It says, uh, re- regrettably. Oh, wow. <laughs> regrettably, I listened to another one of your episodes. I think it's the most recent one. Uh, please do not do accents. It's awful. The other content was okay. <laughs> <laughs> could, could you believe that she said this? I don't understand where she's coming from. I like, uh, I, I want her to listen to more. Oh, you like that feedback? Well, just because she's going to be brutally honest. <laughs> right? I mean, she has no qualms about... <laughs> telling you that sucks. Regrettably. Regrettably, I know. <laughs> Don't do accents. It's Ouch. awful. No, it's hilarious. Yeah. So uh, she's banned. Right. She, yeah. no, she can no longer <laughs> listen. We have uh, blacklisted her, and uh, no. I've reported her to uh, Apple iTunes. We we want we want constructive criticism. No, it is great. It, it is good to hear. Uh, you know what would make this better? I like that. We've recently the, added bumper music, and I I like also the fact that she said that don't do accents that that made it horrible, and the rest was okay. Yes, I think she said good. The content, <laughs> oh, good. the content was good. Okay, all right, we got the good. Accents are horrible. Nice. So uh, more content, less accents. Yeah, heard. I will take that under advisement. And uh, right. Well, please, anybody else listening. We welcome your feedback. Yes. You will not be banned. We certainly do. Uh, would you like to give your phone number out? Uh, no. <laughs> but you I will al- give our email address. You can always find us on the website, SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com. Right. Or email us at? at what is it? Info at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com? That's it. Info. I-N-F-O. Yes. Info. Yeah. Uh, number five. All right, so we're back to the article on what it takes to be a horrible manager. Yes. What is the name of this article? Six signs that you're an awful sales leader. You, you use accents. Yeah. Is that on there? Maybe it should be. You know, I've never used accents in a close, but uh, that may, we may be on to something. Yeah, of what not to do. I need to reach out to Cardone. 
Get him to add that to his next seminar, his next 10x event. Accents, the key to a good close. All right, what's next? What's number five? Never fires employees. An awful sales leader never fires anyone. He he goes in, here's the steps I took when I had to fire half my team. Jeez. (laughs) I mean, I'm a big proponent of fire them up. Don't fire them. Maybe find a better. Right. So maybe this guy is, uh, feels as though he is, is that a he? Uh, I don't know. All right. Well, Uh, I guess pronouns are not required anymore. Um, So this person, it appears, feels as though they are a, a very good manager. Oh, they think of themselves? Yeah, because, you know, a bad manager doesn't fire people. But let me tell you how I fired half of my staff. Yeah. So I I would think that they, that would qualify them as the converse of a bad manager, i.e. a good manager. So a good manager in his eyes fires half their staff. Yeah. (laughs) Which is, I, I think, you know, we joke about this. But we've all seen dealerships get a new GM, and what's the first thing they do? They yeah. come in, fire half the staff, bring in their own people from right. their last dealership. Right. Uh, you know, for better or for worse, that's a Machiavellian trait as well, right? Yeah. Our concept is, uh, yeah, if you're if you're new in a new leadership position, you need to establish rule immediately. Right. Yeah. And and you know what what I've seen is, or what I feel is more effective is first find out who does what, right? Find out where the holes are. Understand the lay of the land. Yeah, figure it out. Uh, I mean, I've seen those managers who come in and they they fire the top producer. Well, why would you fire the top producer without a plan to replace it? (laughs) Right, right. Yeah, to me, it's just absolutely... uh, They find who kisses the most ass. Right. And then that's the person that they take under their wing. Yeah, that's the new second. So let me just rattle these off. It says, here are the steps I took when I had to fire half my team. And some of these are kind of funny. Be straightforward about what's happening. Make sure they understand the situation and why they are getting fired. (laughs) Okay. So you're fired. Now let me tell you why. Right. Two, ask what they want to do next. Are they going to stay in sales? <laughs> now let me tell you, sir, you're getting fired because you suck at selling. Uh, by the way, are you are you looking for another sales job? Yeah, I wouldn't. <laughs> Number three, schedule two hours of time to help them. Whatever they want, do your best to help them achieve that. Now, I actually like that one. Yeah. Hey, look, you're not fitting in here. Right. But uh, let me make a couple of calls for you. What are you looking to get into next? Because you suck at this job. Right. Well, and, and I would I would challenge that person with, how many of them took you up on your offer? Yeah, this says, for example, if they want another sales job, call a few sales directors to help them get a new position. Now, why would you do that? Right. right. Hey, look, I'm going to let this guy go, but you really ought to hire him. Yeah. <laughs> and to me, does anybody who you just fired – really going to want your help in finding their next job. It's like that George Clooney movie, uh, Up in the Air. Yeah. Here's your exit package. Look, we're here for you. This is going to be a long process. We're going to help you transition to your new career. Right. Okay, yeah, just give me the package. Right. Uh, 
And just a couple of these last few steps. Talk details. Who keeps the laptop? Uh, when is the deadline to return the keys to the office? Uh, then he says, uh, ask for their final thoughts. Give and receive feedback. Yeah. All right. And then step six, uh, shake hands and say goodbye. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's a long firing process. Right. I've I think never seen one that long. In that step, was that step five? Well, this was... In step five is a bad manager never fires employees, and right. then within that he has six steps to fire somebody. Okay, yeah. Now, now I need to go look back through one through four because the, uh, this guy's obviously a moron. Yeah, this guy's an idiot. <laughs> I, I, I can't believe that I agreed with anything that this jerk would say. So um, uh, let, let me. Know, hey, a blind squirrel finds a nut every now and then, right? Yeah. Well. Uh, broken he, clocks right twice a day. He he lost all of my uh, all of my given respect. Okay, Ray. Now, last but not least, here is a sign number six that you're an awful sales leader, and that is you fail to track metrics. I don't d- disagree with that on its face, but let's dig into what some of his thoughts on that. Yeah, because I'm, I'm sure I'm going to be able to find something. Yeah, because that guy's a moron. Yeah, he basically just says use analytics, monitor your sales pipeline. Uh oh, he's pitching his platform that oh, you can buy. Oh right. You there it is. <laughs> oh, it says you need to analyze the data, but how do you analyze the data? Well, here you can buy my platform right. that will help you analyze the data. Right. Alright. So I think the key to the metrics is the key performance indicators, right? We have specific numbers as to what are we monitoring, what should they be. We know what the average on those they should be able to accomplish based on following the process. If they're not, what part of the process is breaking down? Right. I mean, you and I are are big numbers guy and metrics guys. Yeah. Um, Yeah, we obviously believe in accountability and clearly defined goals, as we said at the top of the episode. just FYI, you can have a free 14-day trial at close.com. No, I'm good. So uh, Thanks. You know, if anyone's interested in that. Yeah. You, you know, know what? I, I think I'm going to fire him. But you know <laughs> what? I'm going to sit down with him for, for six hours and discuss his future plans and whatever. Right. Well, as you're firing this guy. What a jabroni. Yeah. Now, uh, you can ask him, do you plan to stay in uh, selling your own program? Right. <laughs> because uh, I wouldn't. Yeah. But, or, hey, uh, let me call some people. Yeah, let me call some CEOs and tell them that, you know, I think your program's garbage. But, but they may benefit from it. Yeah. Maybe they should give you some time. All right, All right man. I think we have wrapped up another golf course episode of Saturday Morning Sales Meeting. Yes, we have. And we uh, thank everyone for listening, and we hope you'll listen again. to learn more about John and Ray, visit our website, SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com, where you can also listen to additional episodes or read articles we've written. Or email us directly, info at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com. We'd love to hear show ideas, comments, feedback. What about dealers and sales managers, Ray? 
If you're a dealer or manager who would like more information on our sales training, BDC training, new hire training, or process evaluation and improvement, simply email us, info at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com. And don't forget about the total dealership assessment, Ray. That's where we come in, evaluate the sales process, look at the lead flow. I mean, if you've got leads that you're not handling properly, we can help. And we can help both on the variable and fixed operation sides of the dealership. Right. And these are immediate action items that you can put in place tomorrow to sell more cars or write more ROs. Right. Simply email us, info at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com. That's info at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com.